The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamualaikum everyone, welcome to the Arise to Success show where we aim to highlight inspiring individuals and their journeys to success. My name is Jihad, I'm your host in this show. Today's show is pre-recorded, so we won't be able to take any calls, but please feel free to text or WhatsApp your thoughts about the show on 0779481822, or you can also comment on Facebook. Our guest today is all the way from Toronto and Canada. Ikra Ashfaq is a full-time implementation lead at Princess Margaret Cancer Centre, a part-time professor at Durham College for the Addictions and Mental Health Programme, and CEO and co-founder of Neural Meditation. Having studied the physiological effects of mindfulness, meditation, and mindful prayer, Ikra used her expertise to craft together Islam-inspired guided meditations to help Muslims cope with mental health challenges and to teach Muslims how to increase their focus during their salah. Ikra, it's a pleasure to have you here with us on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Assalamu alaikum. It's actually the honor and the pleasure is mine. Jazakallah khair. Um, Ikra, mashallah, great background and mashallah, you hold, you know, a, a lot of experience um, in your background and being very busy with both full-time and part-time jobs, as well as being the CEO and co-founder of No Meditation. Firstly, um, if you can tell us more about the full-time, the part-time work that you do, and then inshallah, we'll move into talking about the, um, the No Meditation that you co-founded. Most definitely. So just to begin, as you mentioned, so thank you so much for the introduction. I do work full-time as the implementation lead at Princess Margaret Cancer Center. It's part of the University Health Network. And like you mentioned, I am from Canada, so don't have the beautiful accent that you all have. So what I do there, uh, just really pretty much in a nutshell, is we're helping cancer patients. And our goal in our team is to help improve their quality of life and their care. So their care journey starts from the moment they enter into the hospital, if even if they're not diagnosed, until even after they are hopefully uh, survivors of cancer and we still continue helping them throughout that journey. So that is something that I'm very passionate about and it's, it's an honor to really support those patients throughout their journey. Uh, my part-time position at Durham College, I am a professor and I teach two courses. One is psychopharmacology. It sounds really daunting, but I promise it's not. <laughs> Uh, it is basically how the drugs impact your mind and your brain and the, uh, the reverse as well, how your mind and your brain impact drugs. And the second course that I teach is uh, the theories to addiction. So looking at the biopsychosocial plus model and the plus in the model is my favorite because that's how we, we focus on spirituality and religion mm -hmm. and how that shapes the perspective as well. So uh, really important areas, and we talk a lot about stigma in mental health and addictions. That's great, mashallah. So I'm, I'm just trying to think as well here, as you mentioning that background, the link to that, from that to Noor Meditation. Um, so what kind of motivated you to start or to co-found Noor Meditation, as well as if you can tell us more about the goals um, of the, of the um, I know it's an app, isn't it? Um, and what does it mainly address? Of course, yes, most definitely. So starting with what motivated me is actually my master's thesis. So I studied, like you mentioned, the physiological effects of mindfulness meditation. And I compared mm -hmm. it to a, a term that we coined called quote unquote mindful prayer. And what mm -hmm. that is, is actually praying or listening to the Quran or doing any spiritual act with a focus, with the intention of being as focused and concentrated as possible. So with my research, what we did, and I have a science background, so I got participants to come in. We had like a lab stressor. We, we got it approved through ethics. Uh, we kind of did a little bit of stressor. We stressed them out. And then half of them listened to a meditation, a guided meditation. And then half of them listened to the Quran, specifically Surah Rahman. And we looked at the differences. And we looked at how are people responding to stress and are, is, are they able to get back and, and back to baseline. So like other researchers, just rep we replicated the results with the mindfulness meditation side of it. Uh, it showed as soon as people started meditating, their heart rate variability was able to get back. They were able to uh, really recover from that stress. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, I, I know for the Quran, in, in my heart, I was very passionate. I'm like, I know for the Quran, listening to it, it's going to be the same results. If not, it's going to outshine it. Uh, at least that's what I was rooting for. And uh, what ended up happening is it was very similar results. 
but it was actually delayed. Mm. There was a show that it was a little delayed and my heart kind of sunk for a moment. I'm like, wait, what's going on? But when I spoke to the participants, it made sense. Mm. When I asked them what was going on and how they were feeling while they were listening to the, the Quran, especially that half of the, the group, they said they were so distracted by the stressor. Mm. A lot of them were saying, I was so worried about that stressor. It was in my mind. I couldn't get out of it. But then I tried to get myself to focus on the surah and I'm like, you know what, let me listen to it. Like my instructions were telling them to try to actively listen to it. And then is when they were able to reap the benefits. And that was beautiful to me because I'm like, of course, this makes sense. How many times are we praying Salah? And, you know, we're, we're praying and then our mind wanders, right? I have to do this this meeting. I have to do this in the kitchen. My, my daughter's calling me. I have to call my husband. I need to call my mom, whatever it is that's in your mind, all of those check, check, checklists. And then you're like, wait, what rakah am I on? Right? Mm-hmm. Mostly, if not all of us have experienced that at least once, if not five times in a day. Mm-hmm. And that made sense to me. We are getting distracted. So really, the reason I came to this app and I wanted to develop it is I t- want to take all my research findings and I have some tips I'm happy to share with you as well mm-hmm. of how we can use meditation and really the principles of meditation, the elements of it and transfer that to our spiritual acts that be if we're listening to the Quran actively, if we're praying our five daily prayers, if we're doing any other thing that we would like to do really to help our spiritual health. And how do we actually reap the benefit and and really, really be true in that moment? So that's what mm-hmm. got your meditation and you asked about the goal. Our goal is to is really crafting these Islam inspired guided meditations and motivations to help our Muslim brothers and sisters be present not only in their salah, as important as that is, that's that would be amazing if that was our number one goal and we could do that. But also we want to take our learnings and transfer it throughout the entire day. Imagine you wake mm-hmm. up and you're brushing your teeth and you can really connect to Allah so I don't have to Allah during that moment. You're mm-hmm. you're mundane things, you're making your coffee and then you really appreciate that brew and the smell that you're getting. And all of those moments being able to just breathe and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of our blessings and truly be present. How amazing would that be if our, our lives could really change if we take that approach as opposed to being really distracted on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'm, I'm just making notes of that so I don't forget. So the aim of normal meditation here is that to help us, not just to focus on the Salam Quran and so on, but also to benefit from that on every single day, basically all the actions that we do on daily basis and to benefit from having you know that Islamic aspect on our daily basis. Tell us more. How does the app do that? Yeah, most definitely. And another goal of ours is really, is, uh, just to add on, is to help people that are going through any mental challenges and not just saying mental illness. We mm-hmm. all go through mental health uh, challenges in our lives. There's stress, there's anxieties, and these are actually normal and they're healthy in a normal level. But it's when it gets exacerbated, it can get difficult. So the app also looks at that and we can talk about that as well. But going back to your question about how do we, how does the app help with our day-to-day and staying focused? Well, if you look at the app, there's one whole series called Mindful Prayer and Mindful Salah, actually. So the Mindful Salah series is based off of my research. It's embedded in research. The whole app is really grounded in research, but that one specifically to my thesis and that one, it will walk you through what to do. And the goal is actually to meditate before you pray. So that's one of my tips is when I was thinking about my participants who were were distracted, I stressed them out with the lab stressor. And then I put them into listening to the Quran. It's kind of like, it's, it was really just representing life. Like, you know, you have all these stresses and stop, you have to pray, right? It's going from one to like the next. And what I was suggesting is why don't we, before we jump into a prayer, why don't we do a five minute grounding exercise? Right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I created. Uh, and I tailored it personally on the app, on your meditation app. And it's called the series of mindful Salah. So what you do and you see it's every prayer. Uh, we're going to be adding the, the last one as well. But the, the first four are there. And what it, what I suggest people do is it's like a, it's a 10 minute meditation, but we're actually working on shortening it to our users are saying maybe a little bit shorter. So whatever it is, whatever time you have, but it's saying, let's meditate a little bit. Let's focus. Let's ground ourselves before we jump into our prayer. Mm-hmm. And I'm not expecting everyone to be able to do this five times a day, right? I'll be honest. I can't even do the meditation, then pray. Uh, and I don't have that luxury and time. I wish I did to be able to do that, but pick one of them, right? Whatever day it is, whichever, day, whichever one works for you, pick one, try it. 
And what you're doing is you're meditating, you're grounding yourself, and it's teaching people the skills and the techniques to get in the present moment. And it's giving them some strategies. So, all right, when you're ready to go pray and your mind gets distracted, this is what you can do. So I'll give you an example. We we're when we are praying, when we are talking to each other right now, even it's mm -hmm. very natural and it's very normal for a mind to wander to something. And mm -hmm. I'll be honest right now, my daughter's upstairs and I hear her cooing and she's with my mm -hmm. husband and my mind is going there. I'm like, I'm hoping she's going to be okay. I'm hoping she's going to be okay. So my mind is wandering while I'm speaking too. But mm -hmm. then what happens, the skill is with meditation and mindfulness is the moment you realize your mind has wandered, you accept it. Right? You don't feel bad about it. Like, why am I distracted? Why am I there? Because that's going to lead to more thoughts and more negative thoughts and more thoughts. And you're going to mm -hmm. go on a train of thoughts. The skill is actually accept it. My mind has wandered. Okay, no problem. And now I'm going to make the intention. Islam is so much about intention, right? Let's make the intention to come back to the present moment. Mm -hmm. So my mind wandered to my daughter. I accepted that. I'm bringing my attention back to this moment with you, Jihad. And now I'm able to continue. And what's going to happen again? My mind's going to wander again. And so mm -hmm. I may want something else. I need to eat something later after after we're done this. Okay, what am I going to cook? What am I going to make? All right, my mind wandered. I noticed it. I accept it. I bring it back to the present moment. Mm -hmm. And with mindfulness meditation, we use our breath as the anchor to bring ourselves back. So mm -hmm. I teach people through the meditations of how to really use their breath. And it's actually so beautiful if you think about it. Allah gave us this breath. It's free. It's within mm -hmm. us. If you're living today, that means you're breathing today and you're able to use this as your anchor. You don't need to buy anything. You don't need to pay for anything. You could be, you don't need a tool. You don't need any device. You have it with you at all times. How beautiful is that? Allah's like, here is your gift. It's your breath. Mm -hmm. It could bring you back into the present moment. So the meditations help people, we uh, help get people back into the present moment. And then uh, we, we allow people to, to go to the prayer and we wish them the best. Wow, this is just so beautiful, Shalana. Wrote a few questions that I would like to ask, but I would like just to remind the listeners, just in case anybody joined us a bit later, we have Ikra Ashfaq with us on the show today, who's a full-time implementation lead at Princess Margaret Cancer Centre in Canada, part-time professor at Durham College for the Addictions and Mental Health Programme, and CEO and co-founder of Neural Meditation. Having studied the physiological effects of mindfulness meditation and mindful prayer, Ikra used her expertise to craft together Islam-inspired guided meditations to help Muslims cope with mental health challenges and to teach Muslims how to increase their focus during the Salah. Um, this is a pre-recorded show, so unfortunately we won't be able to take any questions or um, any calls, but please feel free to text WhatsApp your thoughts on our show on 0779481822, or you can also comment on Facebook. So Ikra, this has been really, really amazing. And, you know, as I said, I've been making, you know, a few notes that I would, uh, or uh, questions that I would like to ask you for a bit more clarification. So with, with what you said about the meditation that we do um, in the app, is it something that we do straight before the Salah or is it, when do we start doing it? Um, is it well before the Salah? At what stage do we do it? Yeah, no, uh, great question. Uh, the way that it's currently designed, it's to do immediately before you're going to your Salah. So it's to right. ground yourself, get in that present moment. And then when you're in the most present moment, you're feeling that calm, perfect time to go pray now because we're right. hoping you can take that energy into your prayer. So currently it's, it's for the moment. Uh, sorry, right before you do the prayer. But like I mentioned, there are multiple different other series out there as well. And we're mm -hmm. hoping that we can help train people and help them learn how to be present in everything they do, right? If you can be present mm -hmm. while you're brushing your teeth and while you're getting your coffee ready and cooking and, you know, in a meeting, et cetera, then you're more likely to be able to take those skills and take it to your prayer as well. So we're working on both, but the mindful Salah series specifically has meditations that are designed to be listened to right before you pray. Wow, that's amazing, subhanAllah. And when you said that when, once we wander off, um, I'm speaking about myself here as well, specifically in Salah, I feel really bad about it, right? And as you said, when we feel really bad about it, it ends up being this kind of vicious cycle where we continue wandering off. Well, you said to accept it. How do we accept it? Yeah, great question. That's the tough part. That mm -hmm. is the tough part. And that's what I try to get through with the app is we're really trying to normalize our mind wandering. We're trying mm -hmm. to normalize and shatter all the stigma around mental health and our mind wandering and being a bad person if that's a thought that's coming to our minds. Mm -hmm. So it's really being 
true to yourself and having compassion uh, and self-compassion first and foremost before we can give it to others is reminding yourself, I am just human, right? Mm -hmm. Our mind wanders because Allah SWT allows it to wander. Nothing in this world happens with, unless Allah allows it to happen. So there's a reason our minds wander or else we could have been like the angels and just completely focused. So our minds wander and like really the app is trying to help people come to terms with we are just human and it's okay, right? Your mind wanders and doesn't mean you're a bad Muslim. It doesn't mean you're not good at praying. It means you are human and your mind is going to wander. We just need to accept it will. It's what do we do once it does? That's the truth. Are we willing to try to, to use our resources to bring our attention back? Or are we going to let it go on a train and go, you know, five minutes later, you realize, wait, how am I thinking about what I'm thinking? How did I get here? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I was thinking as well, just when you said um, about accepting it, that, that's that's a big part, as you said, because if we start to have the guilt and then the guilt kind of takes us away, it's the, it's, it's the tricks of the shaitan, another trick of the shaitan to make us wander away. And then you said the next step to that was it the breathing, that you focus on the breathing to help you to come back? Yeah, most definitely. That's, that's what mindfulness meditation is, is using mm -hmm. your breath as the anchor. So that's mm -hmm. one way of doing it. So for instance, let's say you're praying your mind wanders to X, Y, Z, mm -hmm. you notice it, right? In order mm -hmm. to get, bring it back, you need to notice it, acknowledge it. It's like, oh, my mind wandered to my daughter. Bring your attention back. And if you're using your breath as your anchor, your, your breathing, because it's always with you, that's when you go back to your breath. And you're mm -hmm. not changing your breath. You're not trying to go faster or slower. You're just acknowledging, trying to, to hone in on where is it at, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to prayer, one of the tips that I'd give actually is let's synchronize our breath with the ayah that we're reciting. Mm. So ayah number, like the first ayah, breathe in with it. The second ayah, breathe out. Of course, mm -hmm. if the ayah is long, you'll have to split it up a bit, but that's the gist of it. One thing it does automatically, it just slows us down. Yeah. Honest, yes, it slows us down and that's what we kind of need to give it. We need to give it the time that it deserves, right? Mm. We need to give our speech, even if we're saying it internally, the time it deserves. We need to let our limbs and our bodies settle into the positions that we're in. Sometimes we go into position and we're ready for the next, right? Why are we, we're just living in a society, we're always in a rush, right? But our salah is not the time to be in a rush. And really, if you just give it an extra, every position, an extra 10 seconds, it's not adding up to a lot. Maybe another minute or two. I didn't do the full math, but it's not a lot. A couple of extra seconds, but that means you can enjoy it. And just tasting the sweetness of the prayer. The moment you've actually tasted the sweetness of the prayer, it's going to be a thing that you're going to strive for over and over because you just know how good it feels. Wow. So you can use the breath as that anchor. Another tip that I give people, and I don't speak Arabic, so this is a tip to Arabic-speaking and non-Arabic-speaking uh, people that are listening today, is use whatever words you do know right, mm -hmm. in your prayer. Maybe it's only one, maybe it's two, maybe it's just a couple. Whatever words you do know, understand the meaning. Mm -hmm. And when you recite that, just try to let that bring you back to the present moment. Mm -hmm. And the other tip that I give is try to learn what the positions mean, right? Mm -hmm. I was talking, speaking to an imam and it was beautiful. It was something that it really amazed me of learning. When we put our, our, our hands up right when we were about to start, it's symbolizing we're putting this dunya, this world behind us. Mm -hmm. And we're focusing on the present. Right. Even Allah in our hand action is telling us, come speak to me, come give me your full attention right now. So we can use our breath. We could use the ayah and we can even use the positions that we're in to really help us get back into the present moment. And we're going to be doing this multiple times throughout the salah. Right. You could be in doing a two minute salah, but our mind may wander 25 times and it's OK mm -hmm. to do this 25 times. Mm -hmm. And the better you get at it the faster you'll be able to come back. So the research shows that monks and those who are advanced meditators who've been doing years and years of meditations, thousands and thousands of years meditating and have hours of experience, it's not that their minds don't wander. When they did brain scans, the, the same regions are lighting up. It's that they're mm -hmm. faster at, at catching it and bringing mm -hmm. their attention back. So that's our goal. Our goal is accepting our mind will wander. Like I'm just mm -hmm. going to say it as it, our minds will wander. You could be a monk, you could be a mom, you could be whomever. Your mind's going to wander. Accept that. It's just how do we catch it early to bring our attention back to the present moment so we can really reap the benefits of our prayer, inshallah. 
that's amazing you know what i'm missing like just it's as simple as accepting with humans and using the resources that we already have which is the breathing for example to bring us back so the tools are all there it just kind of like paying attention to it first the acceptance that we were humans as you said and then also using after that comes to using the resources that Allah has already given us but it just for us to know the benefits of them and how we can use them. So that has been really, really, really useful. Um, thank you, Ikra. And I'm just going to remind the listeners, um, because sometimes, you know, individuals join a bit later, that we have Ikra Ashfaq on the show with us today, who's a full-time implementation lead at Princess Margaret Cancer Center in Canada, as well as a part-time professor at Durham College for the Addictions and Mental Health uh, mental health program as well as a CEO and co-founder of Nor Meditation. Having studied the physiological effects of mindfulness, meditation and mindful prayer, Ikra used her expertise to craft together Islam-inspired guided meditations to help Muslims cope with mental health challenges and to teach Muslims how to increase their focus on Salah. And this um, show is pre-recorded today so we won't be able to take any calls or any questions but please feel free to send us your thoughts on 0779481822 or you can also comment on Facebook. Ikra, I'm, I'm interested to, and I'm, I'm cautious we're going to go for a break soon, um, but I'm, I'm interested to learn a little bit more about mental health and how the um, the normal meditation helps with that. Um, you know, actually, let, let's answer this question and then I'll come back. I don't want to ask two questions and it becomes confusing. Um, so in, in like two minutes or so, if you can tell us more about how the app helps with mental health. Most definitely. First and foremost, we want to address the stigma. Mm. So the stigma is huge in mental health as a whole, but especially in the Muslim communities. So that's our goal with the app. Another goal is to shatter that stigma and mm -hmm. really humanize and normalize what mental challenges are really like and what they can look like. So mm -hmm. when you asked about even the prayer and just the number one thing of accepting it and remembering we are human, it's really coming back to that as well. A certain level of stress and anxiety are really are good for us, right? If we weren't stressed about anything, if we weren't anxious about anything, we probably won't have no any motivation to, to get up in the morning and do things. So a little bit of it is good. It actually keeps us safe. So as a new mom with my daughter, I yeah, I do get stressed, but that helps me figure out what how to keep her safe, right? So a good amount is good. But going beyond that, living in extreme chronic stress, that's where it gets too much. Yeah. So that's where it could get into mental illness. So really the app is not just, it's not only about mental illness, it's just mental health in general. All of us have a, uh, resources within us and we have mental health challenges that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. So the app will normalize that, will address that stigma, and we're working together with people with even lived experience to help shatter that stigma as to the best of our abilities. Mm -hmm. Okay, so w the fact that we start talking about this topic before we go uh, for a break, we still have a, uh, a minute or so. How is mental health perceived in the Muslim community? Uh, because you know, when I when I speak to some Muslims, and they have this great thing where we say they say you know we have reliance on Allah, which is amazing. As as Muslims, Alhamdulillah, we have that, which really helps. But mental health itself is, for example, if we have a physical illness, we go to the doctors, right? Mental health is something that needs to pay attention to. So perhaps if you tell us how is it perceived in the Muslim um, um, community and how do you kind of handle this in the work that you do? Yeah, what I can do, because I know I'll have to get cut to a break soon. So I'll summarize the main elements of stigma uh, that's out there in the Muslim community specifically. One is just mm -hmm. the lack of education, like you said. Uh, when it comes to physical health, we're willing to go to the doctors, we're willing to admit it, we're willing to reach out for support, openly talk, speak about it. It's not there with mental illness and mental health, and we want to address that. Mm -hmm. Two, uh, there's a lot of shame around it. There's a lot of fear of if I, if people know that I have a mental illness or a mental health con condition or concern, people are going to know I'm going to be judged. Yeah. And then specifically with addictions, it gets a little bit more complicated just because people, there's a lot of shame around there. Uh, mm -hmm. And it prevents them from seeking out treatment just because some some elements could be seen as a sin in the religion and they feel shamed and they don't want it to go beyond their family and it prevents them from even seeking out treatment. So these are the three big buckets that we want to address through the mm -hmm. new mentorship app. Okay, and we'll talk a little bit more about it, inshallah, after the break, because I think it's an area that's quite important. I'm just going to quickly wrap up, um, and then, inshallah, after the break, we can expand a bit more. So, um, dear listeners, just to remind you that we have Ikra Ashfaq on the show with us today, who's a full-time implementation lead at Princess Margaret Cancer Centre in Canada, a part-time professor at Durham College, 
um, for the Addictions and Mental Health Program, as well as the CEO and co-founder of NOR Meditation. Um, Ikra studied the physiological effects of mindfulness meditation and mindful prayer, and she used those expertise to craft together an Islam-inspired guided meditation to help Muslims cope with mental health challenges and to teach Muslims how to increase their focus during the Salah. Um, so just, you know, before the break, um, before we go for the break, just to wrap up is that we've been discussing what NOR Meditation does, how it helps us with our Salah and how to focus, not just on our Salah, but how to focus on our daily basis and to have that mindfulness throughout, which helps us to benefit from, from uh, and also to bring Islam into that, which is hugely beneficial. And we also talked a little bit about how mental health is perceived in the Muslim community and how the mindfulness uh, meditation that um, Ikra uses in her app helps with that. So for now, we'll go for a short break and we will, inshallah, come back after the break to continue further. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome back to the Arise Success Show. We have Ikra Ashfaq with us today, all the way from Toronto in Canada. Ikra is a full-time implementation lead at Princess Margaret Cancer Center in Canada, part-time professor at Durham College for the Addiction and Mental Health Program, as well as a CEO and co-founder of NOR Meditation. Having studied the physiological effects of mindfulness meditation and mindful prayer, Ikra used her expertise to craft together Islam-inspired guided meditations to help Muslims cope with mental health challenges and to teach Muslims how to increase their focus during the Salah. This is a pre-recorded pre show, so we're not going to take any calls or questions today, but please feel free to text what's up your thoughts about the show on 0779481822, or you can also comment on Facebook. So Ikram, mashallah, before the break, you've shared amazing things about normal meditation, what it does, the importance of focusing on Salah and how that helps us to benefit, not just from the Salah, but also to benefit from focusing and be mindful in um, all our daily aspects. Just before the break, we kind of started talking about mental health and how that is important to address, as well as how your app um, deals with that and, and how it helps with mental health. We kind of had to go uh, or summarize what you wanted to say before the break. So, you know, now, inshallah, we can expand on it a bit more. So please tell us more about how this app helps with mental health. Most definitely. So thank you so much for that. Uh, with mental health, it's really trying to get us back into that present moment. So like I said before, it doesn't have to be a mental illness that you're dealing with. It could just be, you know, you're dealing with a day that's really stressful and you want to get through it and it's really difficult and you're feeling down. Uh, or, you know, you're having a lot of anxiety of something coming up and, you know, you are relying on Allah, you are praying, but you're still feeling anxious inside and you, you feel maybe even guilty about doing so. So we're trying mm -hmm. to use this app to normalize it, right? The anxieties, the stresses, the depression, anything that we are feeling, the sadness, Allah has given us these emotions for a reason. It's what do we do with them? And that's the goal is, is really understanding our emotions and also understanding that just like this world and just like this life, everything's temporary. So our emotions are temporary as well. So we also teach people not to identify with their emotions, but to also be mind, instead, but be mindful that the emotions are existing and it could be a temporary feeling for them. So an example I can give you is we reframe a lot of things. So one thing is imagine you're feeling really angry. Something happened, it's upsetting you and you feel really angry and you just kind of, you know, you're in that moment, you're feeling all of it, you're heated, your body's heating up, you're sweating, uh, maybe you're even shaking a little bit from that anger. Some people may end up convincing themselves that like, I'm an angry person, right? Like mm -hmm. I just get angry all the time. Everything's bothering me. I am an angry person. And that's very permanent, right? When you say mm -hmm. I am, you start something with I am and then you, you end it off with, with a word, that's very permanent. Uh, however, if we just say, and we reframe that, so in this moment, I am feeling anger, right? Mm. It helps you distance from that anger, saying, I'm not an angry person, but in this moment, I'm just feeling that, that feeling of anger. Mm. It gives you the opportunity to, to observe it from a distance and at least try to understand what's going on and then work with it. 
So what we're trying to do again is normalize those emotions, but also distance ourselves from them, observe them, and then overcome them as opposed to just living into those emotions, being angry, and then everything just getting you more and more angry and you just feel like there's no end to it. So that's one of the examples as how we we help people reframe their emotions. Wow, I love that. And I love what you said about, you know, instead of using saying I am this because then that makes it as you said you know when I was thinking about it as you were talking like that's so true it makes us permanent and we just will, will identify ourselves as such and we'll and then when once we identify our identify ourselves as such we start to be acting like that as well right so unfortunately it starts to have you know negative effect on it as well so that's great that's that's an area I mean mashallah the app seems to be addressing so many different areas and mashallah it seems like to be helpful not just from the Islamic aspect, but also I mean, mentally, of course, which also comes back to Islam because Islam teaches us how to look after ourselves mentally as well as physically. So that's amazing, mashallah. Now, coming, you know, linking that as well to um, the question here is how important is it for our mental health to focus on our salah and listening to the Quran? Because you said based on your research that led to your app, is that you notice that when people are not focusing, they're not benefiting from the salah, right? So how important is it for us to, for our mental health to focus on, on the Salah and the, and the Quran and, you know, in Islamic um, acts? Most definitely. So with Islamic and spiritual acts, I don't want to say we're not benefiting at all if we're not focused. Mm-hmm. There's always some benefit and let's put it in our lives of, you know, do it five times a day because we're it's a habit where we're trying to build a habit and we're trying to get better at it, right? Mm-hmm. So we may not get it for a fudger and that's okay, but we have another chance and we have another chance and another one and another one. And then we have another day. If that day just was an off day, we have another chance. So you may not be able to be really focused, but at least you got to pause in your day, at least something, maybe for a moment, maybe your dua was powerful. So there is, I always feel like there's always some benefit, but it's like, how do we reap the utmost benefit? right mm. of our salah so the importance of bringing in a mindfulness meditation and and really learning through the newer meditation app when it comes to spiritual acts islamic acts is is really that i i really hope the listeners agree that our goal is if we're doing an islamic act is we want to reach the fullest it to reach its fullest potential we mm. want to reach the full benefit of that act and it's natural for our minds to wander and for us to get distracted and like you said, then shaitan can tell you, you know, get distracted more. And not even that, shaitan's telling you, you're a bad person. You're a bad Muslim. Why are you even praying? Just forget about it. And that's where we get, that's the concern comes in. And that's where it can even exacerbate your mental health, right? Mm. Now you're thinking of, I am a bad person, right? I am a bad Muslim. And we're trying to reframe that, right? And that moment I got distracted instead of saying, I am a bad Muslim. Uh, so really reaping the benefits we want to reap. And we've learned through research that even our five daily prayers, it's yes, there's a spiritual benefit and we're trying to help hone in on that and maximize it. But there is a physiological benefit too. We're mm-hmm. going up and down. Our bodies are moving. Allah's created it in a beautiful way that it's helping our body in a very holistic way. Mm-hmm. So if we could just give ourselves the time, and I like to say this to all everyone I speak to actually really is, especially with self-care, give yourself permission. Mm. So give yourself permission to take out that two minutes of your day, the five minutes of your day for yourself and for Allah. That's your time. That's between you and Allah. And if we could use meditation, we can use mindfulness. Let's put all of these things in our in the world for us as tools. Mm. So it's nothing new. I haven't discovered something. This is not me, and I'm not uh, Ikra is not is not meditation. I just found a tool that's really helpful, mm. and it's supposed to help us. And I mean, it can help us. Not supposed to, but it can help us. And even that breath that Allah has gifted us with, it can help us reap our full benefit. So why not use it? Absolutely, inshallah. And you know, as 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 we're talking, I know we've had like you know um some discussions about this before the uh before we we have this uh, radio show, but just listening, I, I didn't get the chance to download the app. I'm like, the next thing I have to do straight after this show is download the app, <laughs> inshallah, because that's amazing. Because you know, I can relate to everything that you said in my prayers specifically. As soon as we start the prayer, everything comes to our mind. Oh, I have to do this and I have to do this, and then you rush the prayer because then you have to do everything else. Or yeah. if you hear a text, you know, coming to your phone, like, oh, you know, what was that? Is this a response to a message that I sent? 
said earlier was that this or that. <laughs> so I can relate to all that you're saying. So mashallah, if this app is really helping to have that mindfulness, you know, um, in our prayer and, you know, it, it also helps in other aspects of our lives. It feels like this is something that everybody needs. So inshallah, um, we all benefit inshallah from this amazing work that you do. And inshallah, you get the, the rewards for all of that inshallah. So simply for that. Now, are there some tips that you can provide us with? And I know your app does that, but perhaps if the listeners would like to know a bit more, are there some tips that you can provide us? How, how do we concentrate in the Salah or the Quran so that we can benefit and our mental health also improves as a result? Yes, most definitely. So the Salah specifically, uh, like I mentioned before, even a five minute, even if you can't, you don't have five minutes, just like a 10 second breathing exercise before you go into it, right? Think about it this way. I was listening to a lecture and it really honed in on me is when we have interviews, we spend days and hours and hours, if not weeks, prepping for it. And, mm-hmm. and we do this because we're about to speak to someone and we're about to converse with them and we want to put our best foot forward, right? Yeah. But now think about it. When we're about to pray, we're conversing with Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why not prep for it? Yeah. If that is 30 seconds of a little bit of prep saying, I just want to be, you know, as present as I can because I'm about to speak to my Lord, the highest of the high. Why not just give it 30 seconds? If you have more than 30 seconds, give it five minutes. If you have more than five minutes, you can do 10. Like research shows with meditation, it's just brief meditation that is beneficial on its own. You don't have to do hours and hours to find that benefit. The more you do, of course, the more benefit you can get. But even a brief amount of meditation can help. So starting there, mm-hmm. something short. If you don't have, if you can't do it right away or you can't, you know, you don't have enough time, just take a couple seconds and breathe. And we walk you through uh, some exercises on how to do that through the Neuro Meditation app. Secondly is just even starting from right where it is, our hands are going up. What does that symbolize, mm-hmm. right? We're saying Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater than. It's really Allah is greater than dot, dot, dot. Meaning you put anything in that and you fill in that sentence and it's true. Allah is greater than our task list. Allah is greater than that text message that we're getting. Allah is greater than that meeting that's coming in our mind. Everything that's going into our minds and are coming to our mind during our prayer. Remember, when you say Allahu Akbar, we're saying Allah is greater than that. Allah is telling you, I know your mind wandered because you're human and I we created you in a way that your mind will wander. But remind yourself, when it has wandered, that I'm greater than that thing that has come to your mind. Wow, this that is powerful. That, that that was always very powerful to me to, to help me refocus. Then, mm-hmm. when you're reciting some, uh, whichever surah you are reciting, whichever verses you're reciting, maybe even just picking a surah that you know, you know a couple words, you know a co- maybe the meaning. You listen to a lecture, you kind of have an idea of the meaning. Recite that at the beginning. Start with something that you understand. Uh, and again, I said, I don't speak Arabic. So this is to even our non-Arabic speaking people that are listening in as well is it's okay if you don't understand Arabic, just learn a couple words, learn the, the context, learn the meaning and mm-hmm. use that to anchor your attention back. Uh, one thing that I did say again before was use your breath. Allah has gifted you this breath. So use it. Ayah one, breathe in with it. Second ayah, breathe out with it and keep that mm-hmm. cycle going. The eye is longer, you know, split it up a little bit, but it's going to slow us down naturally because we're always in a rush. Just, I feel like mm-hmm. I, I can't speak to the UK, but the Western world, we're in a rush all the time. I don't know why. I don't know what we're rushing for, but we're always in a rush and we always feel like we need to do more. So our minds are always in the future and we're not able to get here. So it's slow it down. Just no, the world's not going to shatter. The world's not going to fall apart if we wait a minute to, ma- to check mm-hmm. our phone. It's going to be okay. So slow it down. And then give yourself grace. Give yourself grace if your mind has wandered. You're not a bad Muslim. You are human. And remind yourself of that throughout your prayer. It's okay. Your mind's going to wander. Just accept it from the beginning before you even start that my mind is going to wander. And just make the intention that you're going to, to the best of your ability, bring your attention back to the present moment through your breath, through the ayah, through, you know, thinking about the symbolism of the positions, whatever it is that's getting your attention back, but doing so. And the other symbol, uh, the other position that that's actually dear to me is really sujood of like just knowing that that's the closest you are to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Maybe your entire prayer, you're like, Ikra, I tried this. I'm trying to meditate. I'm trying to come to my breath. I just, I don't know where I am. It's still, it's, it's still a mess. That's okay, right? You know, you maybe your first couple times trying, 
or maybe it's a year into a trying and that's okay. Again, you're human. But when you're in sujood, just remember, this is the closest position you are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's being mindful, right? That moment acknowledging that, that's being mindful, that that is the closest you are. And that is a, that thought on its own and that awareness can bring you back into that moment. Wow. SubhanAllah, you know, as you're talking, I'm already feeling relaxed. It's like, as soon as you say slow down, you can feel it, SubhanAllah. <laughs> SubhanAllah. That's why Allah has given us this tool within us. Right? Yeah. I was having a discussion with a sister and I said to her, I was like, yes, our breath is our gift. Like Allah gave it to us and she just stopped. And she just pondered that. Like she literally stopped and was like, whoa, wow. it's our tool. Like Allah's like, here's your tool, right? Like I'm all for, like, you know, there's medicine and there's therapy and all of these things are great tools as well. Like by no means is newer meditation replacing that. It's saying, no, do it, whatever. Allah send a cure for all illnesses, right? Uh, it may be for some people, it's just a meditation on its own and that suffice. For others, it's meditation plus therapy. For others, it's meditation plus therapy plus medication, all of it's okay, mm -hmm. all of it's okay, right? It's mm -hmm. Allah's given it to us for a reason. But what what hit her and what hits mm -hmm. me all the time is saying, there's all these tools out there, there's all the support, but Allah's given you one of the tools within you. Yeah. Like you would not be alive if you didn't have your breath. This yeah. is not something that, you know, the richest, the rich of the rich have the better bre breath or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe the poor, they don't have it as much. No, no, everyone's given this. If you're given the gift of life, you have that breath. That's your tool. Let's use it. Wow, subhanAllah, that, that, that is powerful. It's like we have an amazing tool that is keeping us alive. And if we think that is keeping us alive, that is there for a reason. It's not just to keep us alive, yeah. but also to help us with so many aspects in our lives. And since I was very young as well, I've always yeah i've always heard that breathing is very important you know focusing on the breathing and you know breathing in for a certain amount of seconds and breathing i'm like i i, I would implement it for a bit and then i would forget about it right it's something subhanallah that's always there with us but we never pay attention to it but it's a very powerful tool if we just use it so subhanallah this is still powerful so jazakallah khair for that and inshallah i'm hoping that all the listeners listening inshallah to benefit hugely from this because this is really really powerful and just to remind our dear listeners, we have Ikra with us on the show today, who's a full-time implementation lead at Princess Margaret Cancer Centre in Canada, a part-time professor at Durham College for the Addictions and Mental Health Programme, and CEO and co-founder of NOR Meditation. We talked a lot about NOR Meditation. We're going to continue to talk a little bit more about it as well. Um, Ikra um, has studied previously the psychological, the, sorry, the physiological effects of mindfulness, meditation, and mindful prayer. And she used her expertise to craft together Islam is inspired guided meditations to help Muslims cope with mental health challenges and to teach Muslims how to increase their focus on their salah. This is a pre-recorded show so we won't be able to take any calls or questions today but please feel free to send your comments on 0779481822 or you can also comment on Facebook. Ikra, the things that you've been sharing has been really have been really really amazing mashallah and I, I benefited hugely and as I said you know just listening to yourself I'm already feeling so relaxed because I'm one of the people my life is so rushed and as you said that's how it is in the western society unfortunately and i've lived in the middle east before and there's a huge difference between the lifestyle here and the lifestyle and whenever i used to actually come for holidays here uh, when i was living abroad I, I i could see it people are rushing people are running like literally rushing like I'm, i just sometimes just once i was sitting in my car and i could see people running and i'm like in the Middle East, it was so relaxed. And coming here, it's like you have to rush with everyone else. So that rush that you mentioned earlier for the future, we're constantly, constantly looking for the future, which means that we'll never live in the present. Because when, in the, when, when that future comes that we planned for it, we'll still continue planning for the future. So subhanAllah, it seems like a vicious cycle there. So, uh, you know, I've benefited hugely from this. So jazakallah khair. And inshallah, you know, the, the app will help us all as well. Um what else does the app do um is there anything else that the app the app um, helps individuals apart from what you've mentioned already most definitely so like i mentioned we wanted to help people focus during the salah as important as that is because mm -hmm. that's our conversation with Allah. but the app's also telling us that's not the only time we can have a conversation with allah that mm -hmm. is one. those are important times most definitely mm -hmm. But that's not the only time. Our lives can be changed if we learn how to converse with Allah through everything we do. Yeah. And we're mindful of Allah through everything we do. 
And mm-hmm. how many times in the Quran does it say reflect and be mindful of Allah and reflect and contemplate? All of these words are there and we're not, sometimes we read, even we're reading the Quran and we brush through that, right? We're not even reflecting on the line that tells us to reflect. Yeah. So, so it's taking yeah. a moment and pausing and learning how to take those skills and take it throughout our lives. And really we wanna help people. We really wanna help people who are dealing with stress, with anxiety, with depression, that are sad. I have a whole series uh, about finding your soulmate because I've mm-hmm. spoke to a lot of people and I, when I was going through it as well, alhamdulillah right now I am married, but when I was in the process of searching, those are stressors that people are like, well, why is it taking so long? And these questions come to our mind, right? Why mm-hmm. me with mental challenges that be life stressors or anxiety or depression? A lot of times, why me? Why is it taking so long? So-and-so got married before I did, or so-and-so has a better life than I do. All of these comparisons, all of that. But the app's telling us to like really hone in on ourselves and be grateful and not be envious of other people either. It's saying Allah's bounty is limitless, right? Mm -hmm. Just because so-and-so has a piece of it, that doesn't mean you can't get another share of it. So it's really turning away from comparing uh, ourselves with others and turning back to Allah, our Lord, and saying, you know, Allah, your your bounty is limitless. Can I just get my share of it, right? Mm-hmm. So learning how to do that and learning how to be grateful when uh, throughout life and even especially during hardship. So spoken to a lot of people going through stressors and, and accepting that this world is a test. It just is. Everyone's test looks different, but everyone's going to be tested either with hardship or even with ease. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that could be the hardest test of all. Uh, but especially when people are going through hardship, it's like, why me? And, you know, I thought I was a good Muslim. Does this mean I'm not a good Muslim? And all of these questions are coming to our minds and it can actually cause more of challenges with our, with our mental health. So it's learning why and, and answering those questions as to why things are happening. We have imams that are going to be, we have audios coming. I'm giving you some spoilers of what's to come. So we have some imams that are so kindly uh, going to be sharing uh, their views on these kind of topics here specifically uh, we have different audios to help us through. We're going to have du'as about, you know, different feelings that you're feeling. You can recite that specific du'a for that moment. There's going to be a compounding uh, and a corresponding, sorry, meditation that goes along with it. So really packaging it. I like to call it, uh, it's Islam-inspired meditations and motivations because we're using, we're turning to Islam, finding different ways that we can help ground ourselves. And when we're going through this hardship, how we can remind ourselves is the reason for it. And when we're going through ease, we can still be grateful and not forget about it. Every act, every time of our lives, there's an opportunity to reconnect to Allah. And if you disconnected, that's okay. Normalizing that, let's just an opportunity. Let's reconnect again together. Wow, I love that, subhanAllah. And it seems like the app is not just helping with, with one area, but it helps with everything, to be honest, in, in, in what we're experiencing in life, as you said, the Salah, the Quran, um, the, you know, the helping with, with the other aspects in our lives, mental health. It seems like it's the one thing that every single Muslim needs, basically. If we're not doing that already, inshallah, some of us are already doing that, but I know myself, I do have that, as I've mentioned, where it's constant rush, 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 that we don't focus on the present. So that's, that's really yeah, helpful. Exactly. Like, slow down. And things that need to be normalized. So, for instance, um, like I was mentioning, I just I have a three month old, so I just went through mm-hmm. all the pregnancy, labor, delivery, postpartum, all of these things that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna normalize it. Now, I'm working on a series right now about the entire journey, and inshallah, our my our sisters can benefit from that as well that are going through it, so they don't feel alone. And they have. We, I want to build a community where we can not just people meditate on their own and in, in like in silos, but really come together. Let's talk about our experience. Let's talk about our lived experiences, and let's learn from each other. Let's grow together. That's amazing. Jazakallah khair. And now that you mentioned being a mom, how do you balance, mashallah, having three jobs <laughs> and being a mom and being the CEO of the Nor Meditation? Give us some tips for the mothers out there. <laughs> I appreciate it. Honestly, everything's from Allah. The great. Uh, so appreciate starting with that as Allah has gifted me with the, the time. And I always pray, Allah, please just put Barakah in my time so I can have all this time to, to help give back as much as I can. But I'll be honest, I'm on mat leave. So I can't say I'm doing all of them at once. I, mm-hmm. It allows me to take a pause from my full-time and my part-time teaching. Uh, mm-hmm. So right now I say I'm full-time mom and full-time neuromeditation CEO, trying to get the app out here uh, and mm-hmm. spread the word and using my expertise uh, from my work and my workplace 
to incorporate that in everything that I do with mirror meditation. That's amazing. Jazakallah khair for that. Uh, and before we end, uh, perhaps, you know, because mashallah, we talked about a lot, mashallah, provided amazing tips as well. So just before the end, just, you know, if, if you can provide or just kind of wrap up um, what tips or small things or small steps that we can start with to help us to start concentrating in our salah and in our Quran and so on. And inshallah, you know, others will download the app, but perhaps what, what can we small tips that we can start with today? Yes, for sure. I think at the beginning, we, we've said this word multiple times throughout today, mm -hmm. is let's, let's accept, let's yeah. be compassionate, let's be non-judgmental, give ourselves the space to not be perfect. Allah, Allah doesn't tell us to be perfect, right? Yeah. We're striving for excellence, but not perfection. None of us are perfect. And that's okay, right? Giving ourselves that permission to be and having that intention to be better every day. Yeah. Right? We're never, no one's ever attained it all and says, I'm good. All right, class, I'm done. I've, I've reached the best of the best. No, we're always, we're all on this journey to go higher and higher and get better and better and to improve. So your meditation is that app that's helping all of our Muslim brothers and sisters really come together and let's learn these tools. Let's, let's learn from each other of how we can become more present in our day-to-day -day lives and especially in Salah when we're trying to converse with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So give yourself permission to be, be more accepting to yourself first and enter into newer meditation with that mentality. Uh, and inshallah, you can reap the benefits of the sessions and the motivations and the audios that we have to share with you. I mean, Jazakallah khair and very powerful tip and everything, to be honest, that you've shared today is powerful. So Jazakallah khair for that. And, you know, I would love if the if the um, um, show was a bit longer, but you have reached the end, unfortunately. But this has been really, really amazing. Sorry. I said I'm happy to come back. Inshallah, definitely inshallah we can inshallah do more um shows with yourself. So Zakalakh Ikran, Zakalakhir to all the dear listeners for being with us today and I hope that you have enjoyed and benefited from this episode as much as I did. And please do stay tuned to um future shows. This show takes place every Monday, six to seven PM. So please do tune in. And also if you know or if you are someone who would like to share your inspiring story in our radio show to inspire others, please do get in touch with us on Ultra Seven Nine Four Eight One Eight Double Two. Would love to hear from you. I was your host on this show. My name is Jihad. I look forward to being with you again next week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.